welcome to the Daily Californian Arts and Entertainment Department's signature podcast. It's called Real Talk. My name is Anaga Kamaragari, and I am the Arts and Entertainment Editor at the Daily Californian. My name is Ariane Jolivet, and I am one of the Assistant Arts and Entertainment Editors for the Daily California. My name is Grace Orris, and I am the other Assistant Arts and Entertainment Editor for the Daily Californian. So today's episode of Real Talk is a special edition. We're going to be going over the Emmys, which are happening on Sunday, September 22nd. And uh, we're about a week away from that as we record this. So as of today, we're going to be making our predictions for some of the night's biggest awards. Um, so Wahoo. shall we get started? Yeah, yeah let's get started. <laughs> the first category that we're going to talk about is Outstanding Limited Series. The nominees in this category are Chernobyl, Escape at Danamora, Fosse Verdon, Sharp Objects, and When They See Us. Folks, there are two standouts in this category, I feel. I mean, all, all of these are wonderful program mm-hmm. programs. Um, <laughs> but I do think that we agree here that Chernobyl and When They See Us are kind of the two that have the best shot. I think that it's definitely going to be one of those two as well. I feel like Sharp Objects, usually the Emmys love HBO, but Sharp Objects kind of premiered like forever ago so I feel like everyone forgot about it and it has no momentum um and And I love Chernobyl has kind of taken over that HBO placeholder for sharp objects because Chernobyl has been something that's been talked about quite recently over this summer versus last summer I think it's a lot more fresh in Emmy voters and viewers minds versus sharp objects which feels like it was last season's. I also feel like Emmy voters um, typically like to make what is perceived as the politically aware choice, and I think that either Chernobyl or When They See This, When They See Us, sorry, (laughs) When They See This, When They See This, When They See see Us, um, I think either of those two, um, you know, have very heavy political messaging and would be kind of a, a relevant choice. If I had to make one pick, I would bet on Chernobyl, and I would also like to see that one win. Um, yeah. I thought it was the, the best by yeah. Yeah. a lot, to be honest. I would say, like, going off of your comments, because this is a classroom, um, <laughs> I would definitely say that Chernobyl is also the safer bet mm-hmm. I mean, in regards to, like, political, um, politically charged media. Mm-hmm. That's I true. Think that it's pretty unanimous that people regard what happened in Chernobyl as a disaster. And also it's easier to be like, Russia is bad. Oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> Instead of being like, black people deserve <laughs> right. It's yeah. so much easier. Black people Apparently. Apparently. And especially considering um, when they see us did make a lot of political headlines when it first came out. Mm -hmm. Um, The the president made comments on the fact that he had a specific stance on it when the incident first occurred. And I think, sure, it's it's been in a lot of hot water. Um, I would love to see it win. Yeah. Almost. I, I, this I was gonna won. say if the Emmys literally gave this the win, and in their acceptance speech, one of the producers was like, "You know what, Donald yeah. Trump," yeah. I would be like, "Yeah, yeah that's cool." Great. <laughs> yeah. It really does depend yeah. on how woke the Emmys wants to be this year. Yeah, yeah but um, I love Chernobyl. I would also like to see Jared Harris win for Chernobyl. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an incredible 
series. So. It really was. Yeah. Um, just just the pacing of it, the content, the cinnamon topography, everything about yeah. it. Was just, uh, <laughs> that was weird. An online community surrounding Chernobyl, and I don't know if either of you have heard about this. But, the meme um, page? No, it's not even that. There's been... Okay. All right. We're going to do some self-excavation here with these comments. You're okay. going to learn a lot about me through these comments. <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say. But the fandom, quote-unquote fandom of Chernobyl, oh, yeah. has oh. been shipping. Oh, no. Oh, no. The two oh, stars no. guard and... Um, yeah. And Jared Harris. And Jared Harris. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, yeah. Because they're like an unlikely <laughs> duo. They're like enemies <laughs> to lovers. <laughs> they're enemies to lovers. Yeah. They start off at opposite ends, but they find common ground. They do. Um, and it's like, okay, fine. But also, these are real people. Like, I know. stop. These are like Bolshevik officials. It's <laughs> yeah. incredibly okay. inappropriate. Um, yeah, no. That's I think Chernobyl's going to win. That's the history that I like love to see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which is a good theme for Chernobyl. Yeah. You didn't see graphite on the ground because yeah. it's not there. <laughs> okay, from extremely depressing, shall we move into a category that's far from it? Yes. <laughs> Unless you're considering the state of comedy, which, like, perhaps it is. Perhaps. Um, it's Outstanding Variety Sketch Series. And the nominations, the nominees for this category are At Home with Amy Sedaris, Documentary Now, Drunk History, I Love You, America with Sarah Silverman, Saturday Night Live, of course, and Who is America? Okay. All right. Predictions-wise, I feel pretty confident saying SNL is going to win. Yeah. SNL has historically dominated in this category. Even when it doesn't win, it's always nominated. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think based on the rest of the lineup, SNL is going to have another good year yeah whether or not snl deserves to win i think is highly up for debate i think it's an institution and that's why it always wins but i haven't been as impressed with snl especially this past season i didn't think the 44th season was very strong i don't think the current cast is very strong yeah. um i mean i yeah. feel like it's made of so many moving parts like i feel like none of the cast feel like Institutions in and of themselves within Saturday Night Live. I mean, Not I anymore. except for Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson. I yeah. would say that like Keenan Thompson is obviously like has been a mainstay. I Cecily think Cecily Strong also. I think Cecily Strong is very underrated. I have yeah. lots of SNL hot takes. Everyone, <laughs> this is like my check space. out Grace's piece coming out later this week. <laughs> yes, on the variety sketch on category. SNL. Yeah. Um, one of my SNL hot takes is that Pete Davidson is not funny. He's not. You're right. He's not funny. <laughs> and that Chad sketch that they always do, I didn't think it was funny. I like okay, I actually do okay. really Y'all, like it. okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't funny the first time. It wasn't, I didn't laugh once the first time they did it. And every they've done it like 17 times they, since. Yeah. And every time it. it comes up, I'm like, Jesus Christ, not Chad again. <laughs> I hate it. Office Hours with Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, that one's good. It's great. It's great. <laughs> that one's good. Um, I also think that, I think it's funny to see documentary now alongside Saturday Night Live in this oh, yeah. category since it is helmed by a lot of SNL alums, alums yeah. who have gone on to do bigger and better things. things. Much yeah. better. Um, so I would love to see documentary now win. I think it's really creatively put together, speaking of somewhat revisionist history yeah. type, um, type storytelling. Um, yeah, and... Uh, Grace and I both agreed on this at least, but who is America? 
if yeah. anyone has any yeah. thoughts, I think would be a really, really interesting win. Oh, I would yeah. love to see Sasha Baron Cohen on stage oh, like, accepting yeah. that award. That would be insane. Um, I think if anyone's going to pull off an upset, it is probably documentary now because yeah. the people behind it have a lot of respect mm-hmm. kind of thing in the television uh community yeah. i feel like it's interesting too like that i mean when you have snl like it's 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 pure comedy like that's the whole point and then mm-hmm. you have something like drug history which is just absurdist yeah yeah like the fact that it even got a nomination i'm shook about because i love drug history and I, I i didn't expect to see it in this mm-hmm. category but it's interesting to see like who is nominated like you have who is america which isn't necessary like it's these shows that always kind of have this undercurrent of something a little more i don't want to say sinister but an undercurrent of something more dramatic so you there's a lot of nuance in the nominations i think this year yeah it's interesting to see which i think is interesting but which i also think is kind of damning for these other shows because Mm -hmm. the emmy voters i think saturday night live always wins because they're like that is a sketch show and i know what a sketch show is and they will be funny and then it will be over um but I don't think it was good this past season. Pete no. Davidson retire. Um, okay, so, uh, right, so next category yeah. that we're going to talk about is Outstanding Variety Talk Series. Yeah, the nominations in this category are The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Full Frontal with Samantha B, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, The Late Late Show with James Corden, and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Some heavy hitters, I would say. Um... Notably absent from this category is Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers. Also notably Seth. absent from this category is Jimmy Fallon, who was yeah. honestly a mainstay in this category for the last decade, even when he was on Late Night. Yeah. But I do think that the politics of this category have just yeah. left him behind altogether. Oh, yeah. I think James Corden has taken his place mm-hmm. as that 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 placeholder for yeah. like the fun guy. Yeah, and, exactly. And late night. And, and I think um, even someone like Jimmy Kimmel, I think, has adapted with the genre, has adapted with the times, and has yes. made his commentary significantly more political, oh, even yeah. while bridging his fun bits and sketches from before. Oh, yeah. And he's gotten bit he's gotten a lot better because of it. Yeah, I think all the nominees in this category are very politically um, vocal on their shows, and that's kind of a trend that we can see. Um, If I had to pick a winner, uh, it's going to go to Last Week Tonight, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, That show has seen a lot of success in this category. I'm happy to see that show win. I love John Oliver. I think it's great. Uh, But this is a really stacked category, in my opinion. Extremely. I would really love... I mean, I don't think it will happen, but I would love to see Samantha B yes. win. Um, and I think Stephen Colbert could also pull off a win. I think Colbert is great. Mm-hmm. He won't win, and everyone except me hates him. I like James Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, he won't win. Yeah, but I love him because He's better not win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be really, really upset if out of these six that, that James Corden was the one that won. I know it was. Him. Keep, doing, keep doing what he did. Well, but that would be a huge statement if, if Corden took it about the state of late-night television. Oh, like, like you know, we just want, you know, funny ha-ha as bland as possible. Yeah. And you know what? I like James Corden because his sense of humor is only, um, is really only for white kids who did theater in high school. <laughs> right, because um, that's him and Grace, that's you. And that's me. And so <laughs> I like James Gordon, but he shouldn't win. John Oliver 
will win. And should, reasonably. And should, reasonably. Yeah. If Colbert won, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, no. honestly, if anyone in this category won, I would be like... Except James Corden. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> you know, if James yeah. Corden won, I would just laugh at the chaos of it all. I'd be oh, yeah. like, okay, like, whatever. Bruno like, winning the Grammy last year for yes. 24 Karat Magic oh, against, yeah. like... Against, like, literally everyone. everyone. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it's great. Okay, shall we move on to the next category? We're getting into the heavy hitters. Um, so, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. We have Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Don Cheadle for Black Monday, Ted Danson for The Good Place, Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method, Bill Hader for Barry, and Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek. All right. So much to talk about here, folks. There is a clear, I think, will win and should win in this category. <laughs> Emphasis on should win. My future husband, Bill Hader, <laughs> for Barry. And still from his <laughs> wife and his children. No, he's divorced. <gasps> he's getting a divorce. Oh. He is divorced. Yeah, he, he's um, getting in there. He got a divorce. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Um, I'm I, putting it in the universe. Bill Hader, I, if you're listening, Grace is single. She's here. She's right here. She's here. She's ready um, for you. <laughs> but I do think that Bill Hader's performance is so different from all of the other nominees yes, in this category. Because it's the one that's the least straightforward comedy more or less every other performer in this category is in somewhat of a straightforward sitcom um at the end of the day not that it's not it doesn't require a level of skill but i think that bill Hader is able to bring so much more of the dramatic performance into that into that show and um it's really something that's his own he he brought it to hbo Mm -hmm. i i do think that um, he's gonna take this um, for similar reasons that um, that Donald Glover has won for Atlanta for exactly. that sort of molding genres. I feel like that definitely gives him the edge. I mean, Barry is a soldier with PTSD, but it's also a role that allows a hater to kind of show off his comedic timing that everyone knows he has from SNL. And I think that because he sticks out. So obviously in this category, that's a sign that he's going to win because usually the type of acting that gets more respect from voters, whether or not this is warranted, is what's perceived as dramatic acting, even though it does take a lot of skill to be able to deliver a joke. That's why I think that if someone was going to pull off an upset, it would probably be Ted Danson from The Good Place because that show was an audience favorite and it was announced that it's ending so there's kind of a lot of like sentimental love towards it right now and because Ted Danson is a comedic legend a television legend yes yeah Yeah. so it wouldn't be out of the question but I think Bill Hader Bill Hader might take it has it I think that Bill Hader deserves it sounds like I'm crying I think that Bill Hader (laughs) I just think he deserves the world No, I haven't slept in eight hours. Um, Bill Hader should take it, will take it, but, but, but. I would love to see Ted Danson win. I would love to see that funny old man. He's not old. That's a horrible thing to say. (laughs) I'm not ageist, I swear to God. I think Ted Danson, again, as has been mentioned, is a titan, you know, just in general. He's a phenomenal actor. And I, to your point about kind of the bridge between comedic and dramatic acting and why Bill Hader might might have this one, I think that The Good Place is another kind of venue where a comedy could be, like, 
in its purest form, like just haha, this is all jokes. But then you have this really deep, intrinsic, philosophical foundation of this show, and I think Ted Danson brings that kind of dramatic nuance to that role one hundred percent. So for that reason, I could totally see Ted take it too. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series, we have Christina Applegate in Dead to Me, Rachel Brosnahan, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Veep, Natasha Leone, Russian Doll, Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek, and of course, Phoebe Waller-Bridge in Fleabag. This is an iconic category. I love it. Probably the most stacked category on here, if you ask me. It's hard for me to predict who will win. I think that there's kind of two directions that voters could go. Mm-hmm. I think that the two main contenders are Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag and Julia Louis-Dreyfus for Veep. Yeah. Yeah. Julia Louis-Dreyfus has seen a lot of success in this category for Veep. And this is for Veep's final season. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about kind of a victory lap Emmy, it's very likely she gets it. But I also think... the mentality that you were bringing up. Exactly. Um, But I also think that Waller-Bridge, everybody loves her. Yeah. She's also, you know, Killing Eve is also her show. And it also got a lot lot of nominations, although she wasn't as involved with season two, but mm-hmm. I think that there's clearly a lot of respect for her, so yeah. I think she could also win, and her performance is great, obviously. Yeah, I would love to see Catherine O'Hara win for Schitt's Creek. Yeah. She is hilarious on that show, and she goes balls to the wall in every episode. <laughs> anyway, like, Moira and Schitt's Creek, the way that she pronounces words is just, like... It's insane. And Catherine O'Hara is a comedy legend. Oh, yeah. She's a legend. So if she won, I would cry tears of joy. I'm just so happy to see her nominated. I don't think she'll win, but if she won, whoa, I would freak out. But but Schitt's Creek is kind of on the up with, like, a lot of acknowledgement. It's true. Is it... Is it working into its last season? Yeah. yeah. The question is kind of, because this is the first year that it's gotten any nominations, yeah. and then it the narrative that it's had up to this year is that it's a show that everyone has slept on, yeah. and it's so underrated, and it's so great, and has gone without acknowledgement. So we've got an underdog. And yeah. I think for that reason, Schitt's Creek could see a lot of love, and who better to take that on than Catherine O'Hara winning this this category because yeah. again she is a titan of comedy that's like, true that I will be... say um, I frankly as much as I would love to see another person take it um, I would not mind Julia Louis-Dreyfus winning this she's also won this um, so this is for Veep's seventh season and uh, she won six consecutive primetime Emmy Awards for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy. So essentially, oh, wow. since the show's inception, she has won for every season of the show. Wow. I have a really hard time believing that the Television Academy is not going to give her this award on her last run yeah. um, for her last opportunity, especially considering she's been in the news for the last year. Um, and because she's had such an impact on television, I think not only is she a likely winner, in fact, in my head, this is almost a lock. Um, as much as there is the occasional upset, I think this is almost a lock, and I think that she's a deserving winner. Yeah. Coming a deserving career Emmy, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming back to that victory lap thing, too. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about the victory lap 
when we get to drama later. <laughs> but for now, we're going to move on to Outstanding Comedy Series. The nominees in this category include Barry. Yes, God. <laughs> Barry. Uh, okay. Barry. Fleabag. Hey. The Good Place. Yeah. The Marvelous Miss Maisel. The Most Boring Show on Earth. Yep. Russian, Do- <laughs> Russian Doll. Shit's Creek. And Veep. This is almost the same conversation that we had in the acting categories. There's, I mean, a lot of different ways this could go. I think that Veep, it's its final season, and it could get a victory lap. I also think that if voters are giving Louis Dreyfus the acting award, they might give the overall series award to something Something else. else. It might split. Um, But it did just have its final season, so that's going for Veep in this category. I think in terms of momentum from media attention, Fleabag has the most, because every article that has been written about Fleabag this award season is like, it is the greatest thing on television. It's the perfect season of TV. Um... Everyone in the media loves it, so if you're consuming media, if you're an Emmy voter, you know, reading things, that's on your radar, so I think Fleabag could definitely take it. I think Barry could take it, because everyone loves HBO, and it kind of has that blend of comedy and kind of gritty drama. Which people love. Which people love, and which is unique to that show. Um, and Schitt's Creek is the underdog. I think that either it got a lot of nominations this year, and that's a sign that people are like, it's finally time to appreciate and award Schitt's Creek. I think it's more likely a sign that they're kind of like, you know, you've been underrated for years, and getting the nomination is your, is your award, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it would be a big upset if Schitt's Creek won. Again, I would love to see it. I don't think it will. I think it'll probably be Fleabag or Veep. If Maisel wins again, I'll fall asleep. Yeah. It'll be so, I'll if, be so if, bored. If Maisel wins again, I'm going to stop watching television. <laughs> 2019 is the year I stop <laughs> watching TV. No, so uh, the thing about stand-up comedy is uh, <laughs> you're ever like bold in shirts for your husband and, and your husband's oh, like, honey, I can't, I can't with that show. I tried so hard to like it because I'm like, oh, I'm a woman in comedy. <laughs> I'm a woman who does comedy. Like, I'll like this. And then I watched like three episodes and I was like, oh, and I'm taking a nap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm fully asleep. It's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> I think Maisel is interesting because like I understand what it's trying to do and for a lot of people it is doing exactly that. Trying to kind of retroactively comment and have that be extremely relevant to the modern era. Um, but I will say about Maisel's, I, I also just can't. I don't know what it is. And and every time I see people getting really up in arms about how good of a show it is, I'm just mm. kind of like, huh? huh? Can I just say, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is an extremely white show. Yeah, it, it is. is yeah. It's quite It is. And it's just so bland. Like, it's just bland. Yeah. I mean, I objectively, you can make the argument like, yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. It's a well-made show. But it's just kind of... I just think that there are better, more subversive things yeah. out there. It's relatively sterile. Yeah. And it's just very formulaic. It's it kind is. of what you would... I mean, it's set in the 50s, and you could also see this getting... I mean, maybe not getting made in the 50s, but, like, you know, certainly getting made earlier than 2019. Yeah. And I think that shows, like, Barry and Veep... Um, 
are more current and more representative yeah. of what comedy is doing mm-hmm. now, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, but our money's on Fleabag and Veep yeah. as of now. My money's on Fleabag and Veep as of now, yeah. yeah. Same here. Yeah, same. We'll shall see. we do Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series? We, we shall. Do you want to go? So, um, these, uh, this category is a little more, it's a, it's a bit more interesting just because we do have the, um, mainstay in in television for the last decade game of thrones involved but we have for lead actor jason bateman for ozark sterling k brown for this is us kit harrington for game of thrones interesting to see him in the lead actor category here bob odenkirk for better call saul billy porter for pose and milo ventimiglia for this is us i need i need for everyone hearing me cracking up in the background i need it to be known that on our little cheat sheet here for better call saul call is spelled the same way as saul and i'm losing my mind yeah c-a-u-l better call call saul I feel like this is kind of a weird category. I could win and I would not be shocked. Yeah, anyone could win and I'd be um, like, Me. I'd be shocked if Jason Bateman took it. And okay. What? <laughs> I, I, I would that. love to see Jason Bateman <laughs> go out. <laughs> doing like a bit just like and then and then Michael Bluth and then like literally I just God, okay Ozark is like one of those shows that I've like categorized um in my head as like oh yeah my dad watches that like, yeah. it's like Ozark like Jack Ryan I'm like oh yeah my dad loves that show um that's Ozark for me um and those are great television programs yes um they're great. What's uh, wrong with your dad's show? <laughs> Graham has good taste in um, He won't watch anything I recommend him because it's too weird. Anyway, well, it doesn't matter. Um, so who do I think is going to win? If Kit Harrington won, I wouldn't be, like, shocked because yeah. the fact that he's even in this category yeah. is kind of a surprise. So maybe it's that's like they don't pitch Thrones actors in the lead category since it is an ensemble show. Yeah, they're always shoved into the supporting. So I feel... Like, maybe the fact that he's here is a sign that he has momentum. Very confusing to me, but, you know, weirder things have happened. Bob Odenkirk could win. I would really like to see Billy Porter or Sterling K. Brown win. We'd love to see them win. Love it. We'd love to see it. I think that, particularly with Billy Porter, Billy Porter has also had a lot of media momentum, especially Mm -hmm. this, this season. I mean... How could he not? He's just an iconic figure. Mm -hmm. And what Pose is doing for television is also just truly transformative. So I, 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 again, it kind of comes back to that first category. It depends on how woke the Emmys want to be this year, Mm -hmm. which sucks. Like, I I hate the idea of Billy Porter winning as a political statement because obviously... He deserves it. He just deserves it. On his own merits. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, either way... I mean, not either way. I would prefer it just to be the case that it's on merit. a good performer. I also feel like this is Pose's only chance to take home a win, or perhaps it's best chance. I don't think it's going to get drama series. Mm -hmm. So So they might be like, let's give Billy Boy the win for this. Um, Yeah. 
Shall we move on yeah, to we'll kind of a similar conversation? Right lead now, actress in a drama series. So the lead actress nominees for drama are Amelia Clark for Game of Thrones, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, Vi- <laughs> Viola Davis for How to Get Away with Murder. Kind of, kind of weird. It's a weird one. Um, Laura Linney for Ozark, Mandy Moore for This Is Us. Sandra O oh for Killing Eve. Yes, God. Yes. yes, God. And Robin Wright for House of Cards. Okay. Ooh, she, like, who's House, House of Cards? Like, I don't. Is, okay, I don't understand House of Cards getting nominated at all. Well, I, I, I feel do. like she's I nominated. That, like, it's it's for Robin Wright's ability to helm the show after the departure of its main lead, and like, yeah. I respect the fact that she's being recognized for that, yeah. especially since she's publicly separated herself from him oh, altogether. Yeah. Um, and I respect that. And okay. Robin Wright's an entertainment mainstay, mm-hmm. and so I think, given that, like, I'm not surprised to see her here. I don't think that she'll win. Yeah. I think of in this category, I would be shocked to see uh, Mandy Moore, Laura Linney for reasons a la Jason Bateman, um, <laughs> Mandy Moore, Laura Linney, and Robin Wright, if the three of them were to win, then I would consider it an, it an upset. I think oh, everyone yeah. else is very justified in their position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would also be pretty surprised if Viola Davis won, yeah. not because I don't think Viola Davis deserves to be in this category, but just because I don't think that there's a lot of respect for how to get away with murder anymore, yeah. so I feel like she's first nominated. Maybe she's yeah. kind of falling off here. Yeah. We're not really seeing anything um, except for this in blackish, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah, ABC, yeah, they're having some trouble. I mean, Amelia Clark could win. I could see it. I think that what's going against her is how controversial her, okay, yeah, I'll say it. <laughs> Is how um, controversial her character arc was. Yeah, so absolutely. I feel like giving her an Emmy might be like, mm, like we don't want to say we loved what they did what with they did Daenerys. With <laughs> um, but they could say they loved what she did with it. And honestly, yeah. the fact that she, I mean, she did perform well yeah. given the situation. And she is responsible for one of the most for one of the most, if not the most, iconic character on TV oh, yeah. in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. So, so I think she she's a definite it. contender. I also think that both of the performances from Killing Eve are big contenders here. There was oh, yeah. a lot of momentum for Sandra O oh in the same category last year, and it was kind of a huge deal when she lost to Claire Foy. Yeah. Nobody was expecting it, so I feel like it might kind of be like time for reparations this year and they oh, might yeah. give it to her this year and that w- I would I think she she should win as well so yeah. I would I think I'm tentatively betting on Sandra O oh, and I think she should she deserves it I the only reason and this is probably like this could be a poor assessment the only reason that I would see Sandra O oh not taking it is because it acknowledges that perhaps, perhaps the choices that were made last year were not the best mm-hmm. choice. And I don't know if the Emmys wants to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it wants to self-critique in that way. Not to say that Sandra O doesn't deserve it and didn't deserve it because she did. She should have taken it both years. <laughs> She's so yeah, bad. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I do think that Sandra O should win for sure. Mm-hmm. And I would love mm-hmm. to see it. But Amelia Clark could also very well take it. Now, I, I don't want to move on here before I comment on the fact that Jodie Comer's performance in Killing Eve, obviously it's not underrated, she's nominated, but it is underrated. <laughs> um, she is such a phenomenal actor or actress, the nuance she brings to Villanelle is just 
It's all I'm gonna say is I don't think she will win, but I would love to see it. And that's my final parting words for outstanding lead actress in a drama series. And I think with that we can move on to the final category. Our final category. Outstanding drama series. So we've got Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, Succession, This Is Us. All right. Can I put in a word for bodyguard before we talk about the obvious elephant in the room? The dragon in the room, I should say. (laughs) Um, So the BBC One drama from the UK, Bodyguard, which um, they had to deal with Netflix. The show was on Netflix. Um, It's... It's something. Um, Surprisingly, at the Golden Globes this year, which is like the earliest predictor of the season's Emmys later in the fall, um, the show itself did not win Outstanding Drama Series, but Richard Madden, its lead, ironically, from a Game of Thrones alum, uh, won Best Actor. He was famously snubbed from this uh, lineup of lead actors in a drama series. But the the show itself still made it in, which I think is interesting considering it's the one um, it's the one international contribution really to this lineup. Um, besides Game of Thrones, killing you. Oh, besides oh my God, Eve is British. <laughs> Scratch that. Um, so I do think it's interesting to see how much. Besides Game of Thrones. I was like, I, was Game of, Thrones. I, was like, I don't think Game of Thrones is British. So okay, context, sorry. I guess like they all have British accents. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> No. <laughs> Game um, of Thrones doesn't air on the BBC. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I do think it's interesting to see that the Emmys does still have Bodyguard here. Um, the one thing I will say is I need more people to be talking about the messaging behind this television show and just how problematic it is. It's It leans into Islamophobic stereotypes more than any other television show that I've seen in the last five years, and, and it's an Emmy nominee for Outstanding Drama Series. If the show was going to recognize any element of that show, it could have been its lead actor. Instead, they chose to recognize the series itself. More people need to be talking about that. And I'm upset. Thankfully, it's not going to win. If it wins, <laughs> yeah. I will actually stop watching it. Yeah, we're done. Annika's heated. Um, off. Bodyguard sucks. Justice for Richard Madden. Um, <laughs> All of those things. I think before we talk about um, the obvious winner in this category, there should be some honorable mentions made. I think we talked about... Pose earlier yes. and what Pose has been doing for television. It's awesome to see that in this category. It would be awesome to see that pull off an unlikely win. Succession is kind of a cult favorite, especially among a lot of media personalities. I should say like Twitter. People that follow on Twitter love Succession. <laughs> um, it definitely kind of has like a cult following and it's good to see that nominated as well. Ozark, my dad watches that. <laughs> and <laughs> shout out to um, and Killing Eve obviously is an incredible show with two incredible leads. And we were talking about ABC falling off in terms of Netflix plot Netflix. Well, we were talking about ABC falling off in terms of network contributions to these main categories, but NBC has remained pretty consistent oh, yeah. with oh, this yeah. as us. Yeah. 
And so it is reassuring to see something like this, especially because we know cable television is not always accessible to all audiences. And to see something that is considered prestige television, that's network, is it's pretty cons- it's pretty significant, actually. Yeah. Can I talk about something interesting about what you just said, though, to say that cable... Did you say cable is not always as accessible? Cable is not always accessible okay. at the end of the day. But that thing... Just... Okay, I'm... <laughs> Here's my, I'm in a TV class right now. I just think it's fascinating because the opposite would have been said about any of the streaming platforms that are Absolutely. that are right now. And now streaming has a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really something to note here, folks. Yeah. I also think more people are steering away from televisions and moving into just having subscriptions to streaming oh, services. Exactly. And so chances of um, until NBC releases their streaming service chances of people actually watching people our age mm-hmm. per se mm-hmm. watching this is us as it comes out weekly on television yeah, are pretty slim not so this is for a different type of audience yeah. than the other shows oh, yeah. yeah so we've summed up everything else in the drama series category it's a great category we didn't talk about better call Saul that's also because not there yeah <laughs> um and we've put it off as long as possible, but Game of Thrones is going to win. It's going, it's going to, to win. It is going to win. Um, and it shouldn't. Okay. There's, it's Based a, on this season alone, it should not it win. Should not. Based on this season alone, the prevailing argument is it shouldn't win. Yeah. Um, it was, a lot of people think, sloppy, underdeveloped, poorly written, not satisfying for longtime fans of the show. And if we're going on season eight in a vacuum... It won't win. Mm-hmm. But it is nominated and it's going to win because of Game of Thrones overall mm-hmm. impact and cultural relevance over and its about a victory run. lap here too. So this I is mean. the ultimate victory lap and you could argue Game of Thrones made television an event for people in a way that nothing else nominated at the Emmys did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and so maybe, maybe that's enough for it to win. Yeah. This season was perhaps disappointing, but, you know, it's gonna win. And and in that regard, I agree with you. I think it should. And also, this is outstanding drama series. It's not outstanding drama season. Right. So to, to rely on the fact that season eight was terrible as a means to buffer the argument that it shouldn't take this yeah. is, I think, a little misguided, I would say. I do think that cultural relevance... It's place. It does play a role. Oh yeah, it's just it's place as a cultural mainstay in general. Like the the magnitude of Game of Thrones as a franchise, and there's there's I don't think there's another choice, honestly. I also think that if the nominations for the show from this season are any indication, not only did it have the lead actress and actor and show the series uh, nominations as we've already mentioned, but so many supporting actors from this cast were nominated. Um, It won 32, uh, sorry, it was nominated for 32 different categories this year, which is incredible. That's a a record for this this award ceremony. And um, the fact that not only were these actors nominated, so Kit Harrington and Amelia Clark, who clearly had major roles this season, but actors who didn't necessarily play as big of a part this season, um, Gwend- Gwendolyn Christie, frankly, oh, um, yes. uh, 
you could argue that um, that Lena Headey and and Nikolai Coaster Waldau, like they also did not necessarily play as dominant of a role as they have in the past, and they still were nominated in their respective categories. And and um, Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams, I mean, people that. I guess Maisie Williams did, obviously, spoiler alert, have a big role, but you could argue that that the Television Academy, did they watch this last season, or were they <laughs> like, mean, hey, let's they, hand these people nominations? I mean, you know? I think they probably did watch this last season, and, you know, whatever they thought about it, like we said, all these nominations are for, you know, let's give a standing ovation to what Game of Thrones has done for TV, yeah. and I think that maybe that's okay the question of the ceremony is not if game of thrones is going to win best drama series like it it will Mm -hmm. um the question is how much is it going to sweep yeah i think that if there is you know bottomless goodwill towards game of thrones then amelia clark and kit harrington will get those like we said those upset wins too Mm -hmm. and if there's kind of like you know congrats on what you did for TV, but the last season was garbage, then it will just win outstanding right. drama series. And you I know. think like in this situation, in in my opinion, the ideal the ideal event is Game of Thrones does not win in all of its other supporting actors mm-hmm. or lead actor categories, yeah. but does take this the show because that's yeah. that's what it did. And and perhaps the other categories will allow different television programs to be recognized, but in outstanding drama series, if this goes to Thrones, that's fair game. I think there's just no way that this goes any like there's not gonna be a, a tasty medium here. Like mm-hmm. they're not it's yeah. not gonna be like Game of Thrones. Kind of like does a bit, does pretty well, but doesn't sweep. It's either gonna be that Game of Thrones gets snubbed or Game of Thrones takes the big one. Because that's gonna put the Emmys in a very <laughs> interesting position either way. People are gonna be talking about it and I something think that's, I would love to see, just because I love chaos, is if Game of Thrones lost. <laughs> if Game of Thrones lost a standing drama series, yeah. it would be insane, and I would love to it would see be that. The upset. Um, yeah. It would just be like, um, yeah. so that would be incredible. Um, if Game of Thrones lost to Pose, oh, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> if Game of Thrones lost to, I would say, Killing Eve Pose or like Secession, it would be crazy. Um, if it lost to Better Call Saul, I think it lost to Ozark. If it lost to Ozark, my dad. <laughs> if it lost to Ozark, like literally like Ron Howard commentary yeah. going on in the background. Yeah. Like, um, please. Oh my god. So, so with good. that, um, we are wrapping up our discussion of the 2019 Emmys. Stay tuned on Sunday and watch the show and check out our recap, which we'll be publishing shortly after. Um, but yeah, if, if you have any different thoughts, keep this in your conversations this week and uh, check out the Daily Cal's Emmys content, which will be which we'll be publishing throughout the week. Yeah. So yeah. and let us know what y'all are thinking. Yeah. We're not the authorities. Yeah. Keep us in the loop. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think Bill Hader and I should get married? <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Do you think Ozark is actually peak television? Do you know who Jason Bateman is? <laughs> Let, Let us know. know. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Real Talk. We will hopefully see you at the next one. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I've been Ariane. I've been Grace. And I've been Anika. See you later, folks. Bye.